Sing along. Okay. Happy sounds. I got cheese balls. Take me out to the ball game. Take, Take me out, out to the, the crowd. Buy me some, some peanuts and other crap. <laughs> I don't I care if I ever come back. Because the socks are leading for the Dodgers. <laughs> Hey, I think we were singing our own version there. Right? I think yes, we were. Yes, we were. See, we used, to, we used to sing the Pottery game. It was take me out the ball game. I don't care if I ever come back. Root, root for the home team. If they don't win, it's the same. Because one five, <laughs> ten bucks you're out at the old ball game. Oh, that, okay. that, that was back when it was. Yeah, it was really ten bucks. <laughs> it was hip too. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, we we had another song about the Dodgers, but I can't sing that on this song. When this, I was this a show. kid, Frankfurt's oh. only cost a nickel. <laughs> Gotta wait for the next uh, after dark, huh? F the Dodgers. Anyway, <laughs> it's rock the Casbah, but you you change all the words around, and a lot of it's not a lot of it's not PC today, so I probably couldn't get away with singing it. So I won't. That's that's how it is with uh, Sweet Home Alabama for Tennessee fans. It's FU Alabama and the Florida Gators too, and that's what, that's what we sing. <laughs> nice, it's awesome. So the Red Sox are winning right now. Is that what you're saying? Two to one. Yeah, two to one. Finally stopped raining up there. Top of the third, dude. It was crazy. So I, I was um I got the the alert on my phone saying there's a tornado watch, which is kind of <clears> always <throat> uneasy. And uh, when I was driving home from work today, um. I went through like it was probably what fifty degrees out, fifty I don't know fifty five degrees out, and all of a sudden I, it, it was it, it was clear. I mean not clear, but it was it was dark out, but it, was, but it wasn't raining or anything like that. And all of a sudden, out of the blue, I'm driving down the highway, and it was like daylight for two seconds from the lightning that happened. Like, it was so so bright, and all of a sudden, like three seconds later, I was just getting pelted with hail. For like the majority mm. of my drive home. It was crazy. Nice. This is the second, the second time you've talked about a weird weather phenomenon associated with you in a vehicle. I, I think you've got some lock kind of power. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Craziness. Shave your head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been a, it's been a crazy day for sure. Um, well, I go ahead, Matt. Oh no! I was just going to say we had we had some really strong winds actually that came through Indiana and and uh, I was actually we were out for a walk with the family and uh, right in front of us on the path there's a big huge branch that just kind of falls and we're like oh you know and so we keep walking and then another branch falls. <laughs> what did you think? Hey, maybe we should go back in the house. We well we were a little we weren't far away but you know we did go home after after that and uh, the next day. You know, it was just like branches everywhere and, you know, but yeah, the, the winds came through. They were so strong. I, I was surprised that the tornado siren didn't go off. So, so maybe, maybe those winds came your way. So yeah. blame, so blame Matt. From one frame to another. No, blame the Northwest because that's where the winds. I, I, I blame Indiana. I blame Canada. I blame it probably Indiana. went through Ohio first. Wow. <laughs> through where the wind Indiana. comes yeah. from. They invented wind in Ohio. They, they did. That's first how they. Got, that's how they got the plane up in the air. First, first, in, first in win. <laughs> first in win. <clears throat> yeah, that's Texas. Because of all the beans and 
Okay. Oh, I got it now. Yeah. Okay. I was slow in that take. Yeah, I have fun. Ah, I got you now. Mm. A couple, couple hours ago, so we're walk, we're walking in uh, Target, my wife and I, getting some crap, and all of a sudden my phone goes off. I go about one of our credit cards that we haven't used since like January. I go credit card. She goes, "Did you use it?" I go, "Well, I'm right next to you. When would I have used it?" I go, "I don't even have it in my. It's I don't even have it." So we call. Also, we're getting all these charges on our our card. So someone's going hog wild with our card. Oh. So we call the company. It takes us. It takes us forever to get through to them, and then finally get through. They get through two people, and they finally put a stop to it. But they go, "You don't have the card with you." I go, "No." Was it stolen? I go, "As far as I know, it's sitting at my house." I go, "But I haven't." She goes, "Why isn't it, Why isn't it with you?" I go, "Because I don't plan on using it." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like it's like a hundred hundred and one dollars at uh, at uh, Hollister. Then 417 for PayPal, and then something else came through, and it's like, so they they put a stop to it. But hmm. I like how my wife immediately turns to me because yeah. I like I like to spend money, and <laughs> and I go where I was home all day. You had the car. Where where, where was I going to go? <laughs> well, thanks for that donation uh, to all oh, of you, the patrons. Oh, you're welcome. So you know through your card. That's a real sneaky way to, to pay us, but I like that. Well, I like because they're going, what's the card number? I go, I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, it's not like you I, had I, this stuff memorized. I but mean, my, my wife knew the last four numbers of it. Oh, so okay. You knew that, and I, I knew my name, so that helped. Oh. And my social security number. Well, yeah. you got Usually that. the social security number, they'll combine it. And, and my mom's maiden name. I knew that, too. Pretty soon it's going to be blood type. You know that, right? Oh, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> anyway, that, that was my, my joy at Target. <laughs> a mighty win. Yeah. That's quite a few times. It's probably someone from Ohio. Yeah, um, like the, 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 first, the, the, first in fraud. <laughs> the first, the, the worst one I had was in 2010. When I was in Normandy, and this is before we started putting chips in our credit cards. But they had them in Europe. Uh, now, did you did you land on the beach? I landed on the beach. Yeah, uh, dodged a few bullets. Uh, nice, but got some fraud along the way. Yeah. But that's it, exactly. Trap. Well, they had you know they had one of the the old machines that you put the card down and they do the <laughs> with oh. it you know and you get the the carbon copy. You uh, really need to because I'm sure there's a lot of kids at home going. I have no idea what Nick's talking about. What's yeah. a carbon copy? Yeah, what's a carbon copy? Yeah, it's yeah. you get the, the three forms. You get the the yellow slip Hello, and the pink slip pink, and the, the white. white. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I just immediately saw that and I was like, uh, I don't know if I feel right about this transaction. And then sure enough, you know, I get back like a week later, just like. Did you buy two five hundred dollar tickets to the ice capades in Paris, France? Of course yes. I did. Of course you caught me. I love me some ice capades. You know, <laughs> I won't miss it. That was always a pain because when you those credit cards, if you had where I work, we'd have like fifty credit cards a day or sixty. Credit, you mm -hmm. end up calling it verification on all those credit cards at the end of the day. So the credit oh. card wasn't charged at first. Mm -hmm. Right. It, it wasn't charged. You called up and get. Number six, six, blah, 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 blah. Number two, you'd spend an hour on the phone calling in the credit card information. That's why people go, I'm paying with a credit card. You go, oh, come on. <laughs> Got to use the old knuckle buster and then read it up later. Yeah, exactly. No fun. No fun at all. My dog wanted to get on the podcast tonight. <clears throat> well, considering Jay's not here, I think this is very appropriate. Yeah, someone wanted us to replace someone here with Jay. Oh, me? No, it was uh, someone on. Said, "Oh, Jay, it was uh, Jay it was, was the other guy. It was the other guy. Yeah, 
there's a welcome surprise. Can we can JP a permanent? And I go, well, someone has to go. Right. I think David Good. Gott said, oh, Mac could go. He already has another job. Another <laughs> 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 so this has been, a, I, I feel like we were just recording yesterday. It's been a shortened experience. It has. It has been. It's good yeah, it's to see you guys twice short, in less than a week. Yeah. yeah. That sucks. Sometimes it works out that way. Hey, I wanted to share a quick story that um, something that happened today or yesterday, but kind of uh, got to be bigger news today. Um, I, I think I, I shared it with you guys in our in our Facebook thread. Is um, that I think the earlier this afternoon? But um, so there's this uh, this kid in my neighborhood, um, Sam. I think I've, I may have actually mentioned him on the show before. He's the one who like left a love note for my daughter, like taped it to our front door. Wait, how, how, how old is this Sam kid? Do I need to go talk to him? So yeah, like, I've, I've already I've already told Sam. I gave him the old Robert De Niro from uh, Meet the, <laughs> meet the parents. parents. Yeah, I got, got my eyes on the kid. Uh, Sam's sweet boy, like super super nice kid. His dad runs a, um, a parenting blog called Daddy Files. Um, but uh, his dad's really, really cool guy. They they moved to the neighborhood about a year ago, maybe less than a year ago. Is this um, the guy, is this the guy next to you that owns half your driveway? Your driveway no, not, not not the same number. Not okay, same number. okay, all right. <laughs> a little bit down the street. Um, but they moved to the neighborhood about a year ago. Uh, they've got three boys, um, ranging from ages of like you know fourth, fifth grade to kindergarten, preschool. And uh, well, how, how old is Sam? Sam's five. Five. Okay. All right. So Sam's a, a year younger than my daughter. Um, he yeah, old, definitely old has, for the older woman. Yeah. He's got a little bit of a romantic crush on my daughter. He left her a love note and taped it to our door, which is, was cute. But what, uh, did it, what did it say? I forgot. It says it said, "I hate toxic masculinity." How about yes. you? Yes. <laughs> yes. Lol. It did say that. So, but so check this out. So Sam came home from. So Sam Sam likes to uh, likes to put on nail polish. He just likes it. Yeah. You know, he, sure. He's, he's, he's a rough and tumble kid who who loves his trucks and loves his. His, uh, you know, loves being a little kid, and he also loves, you know, collecting purses. He likes to walk around with his mom's purses, and he likes to paint his nails. It's just what he likes to do. Um, so he went to school yesterday, and he had red um, nail polish. He was wearing it because he likes the color red and wanted to support uh, the Red Sox and the Patriots because they're they hey, both what boy doesn't like to wear red po- nail polish? Hey, you know. So he goes to school and. Um, Kids at school in kindergarten, kindergarten, yeah, started bullying about it. Um, like kids, are, made, kids are brutal. Made it made him real uncomfortable, and and he came home that day, and he was like, "I need, I want to take it off. I don't want to wear it anymore." He, kids are making fun of him, all this stuff. Like, kid was heartbroken. And uh, his dad heard about this, and and Aaron, his his father, Aaron, is great dude. Like he's he's a great writer. Um, He's very, very outspoken. Um, I, I, I get my my daily dose of what's going on in politics from Aaron on a daily basis. Well, isn't, isn't that a requirement to live in Massachusetts? True, yeah, true. Um, and I, I get my daily dose of politics and what's going on in the world uh, through his Facebook feed. Uh, really great guy. But he came home last night and he wrote this. He he has like a blog, um, and he wrote this post that through a series of tweets about the situation about how. Um, his son was subjected to, um, as Matt was referring to, his toxic masculinity. Um, and it was just really kind of calling it out, just kind of airing his grievance and in sharing the story uh, via his, his blog post and through Twitter. And overnight, the story blew up. Like it was all over. It was all over today. Like 
he had interview requests for like People Magazine, um, some British uh, British uh, news outlets, um, like Pop Sugar. I'm reading. I'm actually reading the article right now on BuzzFeed. It was one of the trending articles today, um, and it just got the story got so big, and like all all these like celebrities were chiming in. Martellus Bennett, former New England Patriot, like responded to to Aaron and showed a picture of he and his daughter painting um, painting their nails, and he was and all this stuff. It was just an incredible outpouring of support, you know, for for Sam and what was going on. It was just kind of one of those. The stories that started off really sad, but turned out to be like a really cool ending. Now, don't get me wrong. There's the you're you're always going to have your share of douchebags in the internet, no matter what topic you talk about. Oh yeah, but it was an overwhelming, overwhelming majority of positive um, response to the article, which I thought was really really cool. I I know a lot of a lot of men that uh, you know will let their daughters paint their nails. Sure, you know? and and that's how my son. Uh, started to paint his nails is that he wanted his nails painted uh, because mom and you know my daughter uh, they were painting their nails so you know while they're painting their nails he would like to have his nails painted you know he's like three you know or two or whatever you know it doesn't yeah. it's not it's not really I mean let's let's just call painting your nails uh, you know the long hair of the seventies sure <laughs> you know what are you gonna be a girl. Actually, I mean, long, long hair in the 70s was cool, though. Oh, okay. Long hair in the 80s, curled and permed out like there you a go. boy band. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, there's always moments in which I think men embrace the other side of, of the gender, of femininity. Sure. And, and women do it with men, you know, with male things. And I think it's a lot more accept acceptable going one way than the other. And there's always a little bit of blowback there. I, I know my dad... You know, my, my son will wear nail polish, you know, usually more so in the summertime. Um, my, my wife trying to avoid such a thing at school going down, I think, has always kind of kept it to be more of a summertime thing. And, uh, you know, so my son will wear nail polish and have mm -hmm. beaded bracelets that his cousins make for him that are girls, you know. And but he's a car loving Hot Wheels playing, rough and tumble, let's play soccer, let's, you know, go out back and play tag. You know, just a boy, you know. Yeah. I'm so. shocked it's that big a deal now. I know. Because I get I, I get to know when I was when I was five or six, it was your hair was a certain length. You know, it was it was back in the sixties. You know, it was you know, I was just a kid and I finally had to beg, Mom, can I let my hair grow up? Can I let my hair grow up finally. But uh what happened? Not, I, it, 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 kept that it just kept growing and fell out. It went it actually went down to my back and everywhere oh. else. <laughs> it just just came up. But anyway, no. But it just different kind of know, rat tail there. It, uh, I mean, you didn't have guys wearing earrings. You didn't have. I mean, I don't think anyone ever wore nail polish. It was just a different time. Mm -hmm. but, you know, you're telling the story now. It's like I can't believe there's that many kids out there that are that at five <laughs> that are such dicks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, I mean, where I mean, but it, I guess it is, and because back when I was a kid, you did everything you could not to be that person that stood out, because you'd be picked on, and you and nobody would. There was no protection back then. There was no, hey, you you need to. It was, you know, it was go. My day was go suck it up, go take care of it. You know, you know, don't come home crying to me. It was, you know, you your teachers didn't care. Nobody cared. You had you had to suck it up. But now it's, 
you know, everyone's all, we got to be, you know, we got to be uh, understanding people's feelings. So I'm just shocked that that's that bad still. You know, right. I, uh, my one devil's advocate thought though about this was uh, because they're so young, you know, all that's learned from just what they know of them experience in their families. And, you know, and it's up to the parents to say like, Hey, you know, just because we live this way doesn't mean that other people do, you know, cause I mean, think about it, like, like gay couples weren't really around when we were growing up. Not much, not, not accepted the way they are now, but think about it. If you know, you were five or six and you saw someone that had two mommies or two daddies, like you as a five-year-old would probably go, that's kind of weird back in the eighties. But I mean, mm-hmm. today you wouldn't think anything about it, you know, but, but you've got to, you know, but you've got to explain to your kids, like, well, sometimes it's okay for two daddies to like, you know, each other and two mommies to like each other, you know, but like as a kid who, you know, they're blurters, all kids are blurters, uh, blurters for people who don't understand my accent. Uh, <laughs> blurters. Uh, they're blurters. Blurters. You know, they just say whatever <laughs> comes to the top of their head. And that's what I mean. And so you've got to say that to, to kids or help them understand. Cause if you don't, then that's what I mean. They will, they will just re- resort to that group think mentality of like cavemen and just like, you're not like us or you're weird. You know? Well, they, they repeat with their parents. You know? Yeah, that too. Yeah. And, and I think that one of the things that we've had in our household as a rule, uh, uh i thought i avoided it i I was on mute there for a little bit um this one's for you jp i know you how much you love that credit card machine Uh, so um anyway we we have a certain rule about like your body your choice essentially Mm -hmm. you know um and trying to promote that idea within them at a very young age that it's like hey this is this is your decision you know, we're not going to force you, you know, um, to do something with your body that you're uncomfortable with and nobody should, you know? Yeah. You know, and what's interesting is I've been thinking about this all day, right? I mean, literally quite literally hits close to home. (laughs) I mean, it's my neighborhood. Um, but it made me think about this And, and yeah, this, this whole, like, you know, bullying aspect of, of, of whatever, whether it's, you know, uh, toxic masculinity or whatever the whole bullying thing is is kind of like uh intertwined with all of this and it it's true i mean it happens at such a young age whether that's because of um you know parents um not necessarily teaching it but letting it happen at home or yeah. or providing an environment where those kids are not um being as receptive to other kids or I mean, it's not always the parents' fault. It could be, you know, what the kids consuming from a media perspective. You know, what are they watching? What are they doing? All this type of stuff. And then you get the kids together, and it's just like it's like a plague. It just it it grows and it, it festers. And you have to think about how much that actually happens. In the but in the t- how many times it happens, but it doesn't happen to a kid whose father is isn't Aaron, my my buddy, who's sure very outspoken. Right, I can guarantee you without even, you know, asking around. I bet you this happens a thousand times a day across, you know, across the state of Massachusetts, at least, right? About, you're not, you're not always going to have a parent that's willing to, to stand up on a platform and, and discuss it, which is, you know, it's admirable to Aaron that my, my buddy from down the street, like, I think he did, I think in, in a, in a way, his, his outspokenness and his, and his anger from the situation actually turned it into something bigger than it even was which is is galvanizes and resonates with people right like it's a situation that's kind of like people can say hey you know even 
you know, I think of my, my, my cousin who's a really big dude. You know, you look at him in a bar, you'd say, I'm not messing with that guy. Yeah. Matt, I could kick his ass, but I'm <laughs> not going to mess with. Right. Right. So tattoos, you know, just big dude. And, um, you know, he has three daughters. He's always let, let them paint his toenails and, you know, and that's something that, you know, he connects with his daughters on. And I think that there's a lot of men that even if they might not be going out in public and wearing nail polish, sure. It's like, well, it's just paint. It's just paint. Like, what does it matter? Make it, it doesn't turn me into, right. you know, I was reading some funny uh, comments about like, you know, how to out straight yourself, you know? And <laughs> one of the comments was like, I'm so straight. I don't even look at my own penis. <laughs> <laughs> there was one that said, I'm so straight that I, that I cut off my penis because anything touching my body. That's a penis makes me gay. <laughs> <laughs> You've heard the Rodney Carrington bit. Wait, 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 no, it was Ron White. Ron, I'm sorry. There was, there was a, I'm, I'm so straight that I don't even like girls anymore because they like dick. <laughs> <laughs> and that's gay. So anyway, uh, just to kind of like throw some levity and some like absurdity to how straight can you be, you know, and how, uh, you know, ridiculous that these, these gender rules that we throw on each right. other. Both of us, both men and women. Go, but go yeah. ahead, Nick. I didn't. Well, before, before Nick goes, we can kind of uh, sure. Well, let's just keep it. Just, yeah. Yeah, just keep it. Yeah. Wait, uh, Nick, were you, were you were you continuing the story, or were you going to something else? I was going to yeah, something related. I was going to say, have you heard the Ron White bit where he oh. talks about that? No, you, no, go ahead. Okay, like because uh, like he was like he's like my brother-in-law or whatever. You know, just one of those dumb idiots. You know, and he was looking at me one day. He goes, you know, this world would be a lot better if there wasn't gay people. And Ron was like, shut up. You know, he's like, everyone's a little gay. And the guy's like, what are you talking about? I'm not gay. He's like, well, sure you are. And he's like, whatever. And he's like, well, do you like porn? He goes, yeah, I like porn. He goes, do you like it a lot? He goes, yeah, I like watching a man and won't make love. It's, it's, it's sexy. He goes, well, do you like a small little flaccid penis? And the guy's like, no, man, I like hard throbbing. Go. That sums it up right there. So although... <laughs> Fantastic reference. Uh, it, did, it does not have anything to do with poor Sam and his tragic story that happened yesterday. But I, I will say that they've organized a, a thing in our town where people are posting on the Facebook group um, that uh, moms, dads, brothers, sisters alike are going to paint their nails on Friday. It didn't support I, us. I, I, I did want to hear I, how, what's the solution? Nice, you, nice. Do you, like you said, you could have the whole town community, but how do you stop? I mean, I know they're, they're having the whole anti bullying and you, you need yeah. to be more sensitive, but do you still need to teach your kids not to be an a hole? Well, no, that that I'm saying. How do you protect your kids who are ones being bullied? Like yeah. I said, in my day, you had to protect yourself, and if I if I wouldn't have done that, I probably wouldn't be sitting here right now. I was eventually, texting. I, <laughs> I, I, I eventually had to learn to suck it up. You know, I I had to learn to ignore it and all the different stuff. Like I said, I was a I was a pretty good athlete. Yeah. But yet I was always picked last because of my size. Yeah. I mean, it was just, it was just nonstop unless people knew, you know, at school, I was always picked. In fact, I got a B one time in my PE class and the guy and the PE teacher said, why did you get a B? He goes, well, you're not picked in the top groups. I go, so you grade on how they picked. I go, I go, that's a bunch of, well, I can't say that. I said, I, he just goes, you can't talk to me that way. I go, 
well, you give crappy grades. I go, you're, you're an idiot. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> I mean, I go, way to grade. I go, I'm one of the best athletes in the damn class. And he goes, but you're not picked. I go, I go, because no one wants to be beat by the short guy. It was like the fat guy that, you know, it, there's certain groups that nobody wanted to be beat by. So putting me in a position where I couldn't beat them. But then, like, you know, what if some kid's team captain, I'm going to pick my best friend. I don't care what athlete. That's how know? the guy, I, I, in my life, because we had, we had PE, it wasn't the once a week thing or once every quarter. It was every day. Sure. And I yes. always got an A. And this guy in, in junior high gave me a B because I wasn't picked first. It wasn't picked in the top five. I go, but I was, there was nothing I could do about it. I said, that, that's just ridiculous. So my, 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 because I know I know Zach came home one time and I, Jay and Colleen told us he was being bullied at school because he didn't have the right shirt. I go, I go, come on! I go in this day and age. The kid's like three. No, he's like four and a half. Four, four and a half, four and a half. But yeah, that's just the way the kids are. I mean, but it just I think you I think you still have to work on your kids at home to, to teach them absolutely. not to not to be a bully. But I think you also oh. have to teach your kid how yes. to. Take it too. Yeah, I know. I know that sounds. I, I know people are going to go. No, they shouldn't have. To, no, you shouldn't have to do that. No, you shouldn't. But you have to. That's the thing. You have to. It, it, well, it's, yeah. it's, it's how the kid handles it too. Is ultimately, um, it is it's so important. Not ultimately, but it's it's ridiculously important because the kids. You know, I mean, look look at all the all the craziness that's happened over the last you know you know thirty something years. These kids acting out, doing crazy stuff at school, whether it's harming others or, or causing yeah. disturbances. It's because these kids haven't learned a way to, to cope with it. So it's a double-edged sword, right? So we, we have to teach our kids not to be a-holes yeah. to other people, but at the same time, we also have to teach our kids and how to um, how to respond and how to handle. You know, how to just give a decent respect to other people. Yeah. Like, like, you know, the, you don't have to like yeah, you're right. up everybody's other's beliefs just because you think yours is superior. No and you know, and, and I think one key thing that we, we you guys have been talking about is is teaching your kids. There's a lot of parents that are just like they don't they don't they don't teach their kids. They they leave it to the system. Yeah, they leave it to the, leave to the, the television. Teachers. And, uh, and the know, teachers aren't there to give it, your, it, your it kids takes, a moral it, lesson. It right? takes a village, but it has to start at home first. Yes, yeah, no question, no question. Uh, yeah, I get uh, the immature side of me today popped out for a hot second because. I was texting back and forth with Aaron. He was telling me all the, all the things that are going on. I'm like, well, you should teach the kid how to, to uh, when he gets back there, he can show those bullies what that particular shade of nail polish looks like when you're picking it out of your teeth. Like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, obviously, that that's not the the, the appropriate. Well, see, the, more the, the, the uh, problem is, though, he would be suspended. I know, I know. He, he would terrible. be pu- he would be punished. And, and I get the whole not fighting stuff, but sometimes it's just you know, I've heard I've heard stories where. Two kids get in a fight where one kid's just protecting himself, and they both get suspended. I go, what is he supposed to do? Yeah, it's crazy. It, it's sad. It, it, the sadder part of this whole thing is like, dude, it was it's kindergarten. Yeah. Like, like it's they're they're, right. they're five it's, years old, dude. That's crazy to me. Good. You know, I, I sat down with uh, with my daughter tonight, and um, she didn't. Uh, no, she's first grade. She isn't. There's no gossip mill at, the, at that age. At least that's not that, that I'm aware of. So she but didn't read the independent article herself. She wasn't checking out, you know, BuzzFeed today. Yeah. Um, but uh, we sat down and we explained to her the situation. And I was so proud because she got pissed. <laughs> like, you know, like she got so mad. Um, she, she, but another thing, another reason I was so proud of it is because she couldn't, she didn't understand 
why? Mm-hmm. And I mean, at least I, I, I look at that as like, okay, I might be doing something right. Cause she just, right. she, she couldn't wrap her head around why it was happening. Um, and she's like, boys like to wear that stuff too. No big deal. Who cares? And she's like, boys like to do girl stuff. And I was like, yes, yes. You know, and she, she's just a, she's a good kid, but granted, she's probably going behind my back and being a bastard to somebody, but um, <laughs> no, but I, it was, it was a, it was a moment of pride. And then um, when she told when, when, when my wife and I told her that we were going to um, paint all, all of us are going to paint her nails and, and, and share it with, with Sam, she started getting so excited. She's like, I've got so many ideas. I know what I'm going to do. <laughs> Dad, I'm gonna paint your nails. Mom, you can paint my nails, and uh, I'm gonna make a T-shirt. And she's like, "I, I want to make him a card." And I was just like, "Ah, oh, good kids." You know, th- there's there's a lot of good kids in the world. I mean, most of the kids are good. Yeah. I mean, things things are improving though. I'm not sure if it was my nephews or maybe I just heard this from someone else. But uh, you know, we grew up watching uh, except Jack, but you know, The Sandlot. Which yeah. we loved as kids. I mean, what are you talking about? I love the sandlot. I know, but I'm saying as kids we watched it. You know, uh, it was based on your life, Jack. It uh, was. Jack watched it in college. Yeah. Uh, Actually, we took but, our, you know, there's we, the scene, we took our kids to the movies. There's so. the scene, you know, where the, they're insulting each other back and forth. You know, the 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 poor kids that are the main characters, and then the the, the other kids. And one you know, one, of the, one of the best lines of movies ever in history, but you can't say it anymore. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. But like, I don't, I don't remember as my nephews or some other kids. But you know, when he does, when he yells that, like you play ball like a girl, and it just stops everybody. Like that's so insulting. Like, oh my god, you know. What did, what did you say? Yeah, and uh, but I mean, I, I'm not sure. If, like I said, I'm not sure if it was my nephew or some other story I heard from someone else. But they said like that's sexist, you know. Like, and they and it's just like wow. Like, because when I was a kid, I wouldn't even never thought that because it's not something that we were taught. It's just like, oh okay. But I mean, kids are are getting it slowly. Yeah. So well, I mean, if, we're gonna, if we're going to applaud, though, you know, like, um, and that the girl that was a, a kicker that won the, the that won the the game yeah, yeah. with a, with a field goal, and then she also was the homecoming queen, like that was awesome, you know, that, like that, wait, wait, what that, movie that, are you talking about? That, that, that's, that's, quarterback, that's quarterback princess, isn't it? Uh, no, it's a real life. So <laughs> I mean, but I mean, if we're going to like like uphold, you know. Uh, you know, people that have made strides that way, then yeah. then we should we should also have the other way. And so, I've, I've okay, always you know, it's that okay. About, it's okay for, for men to embrace these other things, boys. I've always wondered that, like, why girls don't play football a lot. You know, because if they're good enough to make the team, let them play. You know, right? Uh, I I, n- I never would have thought anything about it if a girl wanted to play football. With me, I mean, when I, I remember thinking that in high school, like, if you're good enough, then come on, play. Yeah, it's funny. I, I was at my daughter's cheerleading practice the other day. Yeah, she she cheerleads for – I put those in quotation marks. Run, run they, away. Run um, away. It's a YMCA, and then they get together on Friday nights, and they, they just jump around and do crazy stuff while the, you know, the other kids are playing. Cheerleading uh, is a cult. Flag run football. Away. <laughs> run away. Uh, trust me, I, I, I know. And and uh, the, the my best part, though, is I like got – at one point during the cheerleading stuff, I, I look over and and she's not cheering. She's watching the football game. And, and afterwards, I'm like, hey, how come you weren't cheering before? She goes, oh, I was watching. I, I think I want to play. I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes, this is awesome. Um, so, yeah, she's it's interesting, right? I mean, she um, she doesn't have she hasn't at least yet had a whole lot of interest in group sports in the sense and I, I'm not trying to offend any cheerleaders out there because I know how much of a group sport cheerleading is. But I'll tell you, cheerleading at this age is anything but 
cats running around and trying to herd them. Like that's that's pretty much what cheerleading <laughs> is at this age. Um, so, it's but like, she's, it's, well, to be fair, it's like t-ball. Yeah, I mean, and she but she's tried soccer. You know, she's done a few other things too, and and she just isn't drawn towards like the team sports, like your your basic, you know, um, the basic few like the, the baseball, the football, softball, t-ball, any of those. Um, she just hasn't had any interest in she actually said she doesn't want to do it. But then she was watching while she was cheerleading and she's like, I can do that. She's like, I can run fast. And I'm like, yeah, man, whatever you want, whatever you want. But I'm, I'm all about giving her the opportunity to just to try anything she wants. Like let, let her do any of these activities and any of these sports and, you know, see what you like and what you love you do. That's it. One of the things I wanted to, to talk about, uh, just going like to be competitive and kids not being raised or being raised properly and things like that. It's because, uh, of course, you know, you have one girl, uh, Matt has a boy and a girl, right, Matt? I got the set. Yeah. Yeah. And then Jack raised three girls. Yeah. Uh, and I, Jack has the flip side of what I was going to say, but you know, like my oldest uh, nephew is naturally good athletic and he's really smart and younger brothers in, in every experience I've known always want to be better than their older brothers and everything. And it makes them super, super competitive. And my youngest one is seven now. And he is the biggest a-hole playing any sport. I played, I played him in horse over the 4th of July. And of course I'm kicking his butt and he is just getting mad and madder and madder that, you know, a 37 year old man is beating him in horse. What a seven year old. Yeah. Okay. You got to slam dunk this one on top of it. Yeah. (laughs) No, but I had, I had three cousins, three, three, three cousins. And the youngest one probably made it the most as far as like, uh, with his, with his athleticism, as far as like getting, getting to be goalie for a college and and getting a a scholarship. Um, and, and, you know, their dad was, was a basketball player. And so, you know, there was a little bit of influence, like of 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 that, on all three of them. But but I know that he went the furthest, and my son is super competitive. Yeah, <laughs> like I mean, like with his cousins, like he's he's. We had a donut eating contest over the weekend. They they had a <laughs> they have they have what what's called cousin well, power. Were, were you hanging out with cops? Uh, no, no. <laughs> they, they have this thing where like all of the cousins they get together like once or twice a year and they, they just, they sleep over and they call it cousin power camp or what have you. I know it sounds, sounds really weird. Like white power camp is just like one. I, I, I wasn't going there. Okay. I, my brain right. was not there. I was going there. But that's okay. okay. Well, at any rate, they always have this donut. What's, eating. A, what's the sign? I can't, I can't do it. My fingers don't work like that. He, he felt like, <laughs> Because his oldest cousin had won it the first time. And then my my daughter had won it the second time. Like, this was his time. This was his time. His moment. His moment. Yep. But no. Alas, he did not win. <laughs> my daughter was like, I love donuts. She inhaled it. I felt like she had been practicing, like, all <laughs> year long. That's like, awesome. And she, Dude, does she dunk them in water first, like the no, donut, wait, like the hot dog is guy? Is it like they're hung on a string? Okay. Okay. And so they're all hung kind of at each level because some of the cousins are really little and, and some are, are really yeah. tall. There's you know about six of them or seven. So you keep it as fair as you can. As fair as you can, yeah. And then they they can't use their hands to eat it. You know, it's just on a string. Oh, okay. So 
Um, so the person with the biggest mouth has the biggest advantage. Uh, or the biggest leverage to get a bite on the bottom, and then you can get, but as it's a, a circle spinning around, it's really hard to get that first bite. Okay. So anyway, sorry, Nick, uh, no, to interrupt. No. Well, just my, my point was, and I'll, I'll make it short, but because my nephew is so competitive, and my, my brother-in-law, he, he runs the Boys and Girls Club in Knoxville, so he's used to dealing with kids and, and fairness and all that. But the youngest one, he he does not know how to lose gracefully at all. I mean, he's one of the worst I've seen. And it's not like his father or me or any of us to be that competitive, but it's just because he's the younger sibling. But, you know, when he plays baseball or hockey or anything, if, if, if he doesn't shake hands after the game or if he shows out or, you know, anything like that, like he's not even playing the next game. Like, you know, that's, that's my, my, uh, that's my brother-in-law's call. It's just like, no, until you learn how to lose right. and learn how to, you know, you're not playing. And it's just, you know, he's getting better, but that's what I mean. Like, but you, you know, like think about how many parents I know you guys probably did too. Like how many parents growing up, did you see like your teammates crying or their parents being those sideline uh, coaches, just yelling at their kids for striking out or not catching a ball. It's like, and if your kids aren't super, you know, properly, they're going to be those bullies. They're growing up to be those people. And, they, and they, that's how I've seen it. I, I'd say that it's really, what makes it hard with sports is that there's this competitive there's a uh, certain competitive edge, and we're, we're all competitive, all right, yeah. on some on some level. Some um, some some people with even talking, yeah. <laughs> 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 um, sure. Yeah, some people even with talking. I, I assume you're talking about politicians, but no, not. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> What I was just going to say is, is that that it is one of those things, though, that uh, I think it, it's in, it's in its nature, right? Like sports being competitive and then pushing your kid to be. Well, I, I think I, thing. I think nobody wants to lose. Nobody. I mean, I mean, like like I told my kids at a young age, I said, if you're going to root for any team in San Diego, you got to get used to losing. It, it's oh, just yeah. part, it's part of it. But you know, Jay was never competitive as far as sports and stuff like that. He was just never competitive. In fact, I, I finally told him in baseball, look, if you're not going to practice, you don't have to do it. I go, I, because I, I, I told my wife, she goes, you got to keep making him do it. I go, no, he doesn't want to do it. I go, why are we making him do it? I go, it just, he hates it. He's out there doing Michael Jackson. And stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like, he'd be doing yeah, Michael Jackson yeah. dances. He, he didn't want to be out there. But okay. now I, 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 there's nothing I want to do with Jay because he's so damn competitive. It's like nobody wants to play games with him, or because he ruins everything by being so competitive. Fireball. So well, I'll tell you, yeah. it kind of goes back to you know, it's kind of related to I think Matt you mentioned before about you know, or maybe it was Jack, I can't remember what it was, but um, being able to stand up to when you're you know you're, when you're being bullied too, right? So yeah. it's the same thing as losing, and. You know, I was reading some story. I forgot what it was the, the the punchline or the end of the story was, but you know, it was about you know the generation of of kids that are in college now, right? So, you know, they no comment. What's that? I said no comment. Why? It's, it's I, that's part of my job. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah, right. right. I'll, I'll take my comments so, off. Eric. I was, I was, re- I was reading um, this article about like how they were analyzing kind of like the the psychological side of of, of college age students now and how they cope with, um, with loss. Right. So, 
Like it was, they were dead the whole time. It's it's and we and we've had this discussion before, so we don't have to go too far into it. But it's all the whole like the 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 age of you know trophies for everybody. There, everyone, there's no first place. The participation awards. You're all winners. Like it, it's all these kids have kind of grown up with that, and they get to that point where like, you know, they they have no 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 concept of how to lose something, and they have like a their first girlfriend, and they go to college, and all of a sudden they. They break up with that girlfriend or they lose something, you know, they, they fail their first class or they do whatever. And then they're in the comic and it's a real world scenario. Mm. And they have no effing concept on how to handle it. Right. Yes. Yeah. That's when you're having these, these, these students snap. Right. Yeah. Um, and which can end in, in a multitude of different types of disasters. Right. So you're looking at um, people put, inflicting harm upon themselves going into a, you know, um, Going into a you know an, an environment where they're going to inflict harm on others, they just don't know how to handle it, and it's it's tough, you know. So I mean, on, on one hand, you know, I, I feel like we we have to have that sense of competition. You know, I guess the question is, at what age, at what level, at what level of intensity um, do you do you impress upon the idea of the competition side? Well, I think the problem is we always go either this way. Or that way. There's no in between. And yeah. it's it's there. And I know I get crap all the time for saying it's in the middle. It's, it's, there, there's a middle. It's, you you have to teach how to win, how to lose gracefully. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not okay. Just everybody wins. Everybody loses. It's it's you know it's in yeah. the middle. You know, and 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 part of that is you know not everybody's going to have the skills. No. Not everybody's going to be as successful. And you have to be able to accept that, you know, like well, I, I grew up in a town to apply yourself. Yeah, I mean, yeah. these are I, some of the things that I, I don't see in students sometimes <laughs> is that ability to adapt when things don't go your way, work towards your strengths or even just applying yourself. Yeah. I had a student that mm, maybe I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Hypothetically, <laughs> let's say there's a student. No, I'll use myself as an example, okay? Because I I used my myself use, as an example. Use my, use my name, because I'd be that student. When I was when I was in night, it was probably '96 or '97. Let's say I did not. I had a teacher who forced me to use email, and I was really annoyed. And I was like, <laughs> "This is so dumb." That happened to me in the '60s. This, this is so annoying. I am never going to use this. <laughs> this is this is gonna like who's gonna use this? I used this example to a student and said, "Don't be like me. You know, you you think you can't do something because you don't want to try it. That's that's the whole roadblock. Yeah, the fear. You know, and you have to put yourself out there and try and apply. You know, and if you don't, you're going to be a sad sack who's like, well." I got left out because I'm. I got picked last place. <laughs> Teacher gave me a B. <laughs> You're talking about that because I know when I was in junior high, uh, like our counselor was trying to get more guys to take typing, mm. and I go and I and I go. What would I need typing for? I'm not going to be a secretary. <laughs> and I know that sounds sexist now, but at the time, oh, that know, toxic masculinity right there. Yeah, mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, at the time, it's like. And plus, I you know going back, I didn't want to be the only guy taking typing. But but what was I going to need typing for? Well, now every day I'm on a computer. I'm getting better, but I'm I'm up to probably like thirty words a minute. <laughs> but, but you know, it's just like 
I'm, I'm no longer pecking. I can find the keys without looking down at them now. But it's just like, uh, but no, it just, it just that when I was when I was 11 and 12, guys did not take typing. If I knew what I knew today, sure I would have done it. Yeah. But you know, just time. The times they are changing. I mean, well, same. Like I, I sorry, Chris. I, I felt. Uh, I still do sometimes feel because I grew up in such a small town. Um, they started offering typing your junior year of high school uh, in my high school, and that's the one time you took it. And now that's crazy because there's kids that are you know four or five years old that know how to type. But uh, same thing, and I felt like that there was like a, an era there where like it went from the old way to the new way, like very rapidly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, I remember like going to college thinking like, Hell, I can type, you know, 65 or whatever words per minute. Like I'm, I'm pretty good, you know? And then I'm going to get a good job. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> I took typing. No one else took typing. I'll tell you, <laughs> I'll tell you where, where I learned how to type is I, I actually took one class in eighth grade. They called it keyboarding. It wasn't called typing. It's called keyboarding. Yeah. And I, I think I took another class in high school because it was one of those offered, you know, electives. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to take a class. I'll have to do is type words. Um, but <laughs> so you're, uh, you're saying I made a mistake. No. So, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you what actually got me into the, into practicing and what, uh, what helped me kind of have it be a proficient language, if you will, was the dawn of AOL, right? When instant messaging first came up. And you're, you're, I started actually using the internet, <laughs> albeit at 20 hours uh, before I had to have my parents. I, I, I was in my thirties, but, um, yeah, so like, I, that, that's, that's how I learned. I was, <laughs> but that's real crazy. quick, going, going back to the whole competitiveness thing, the, um, I was going to say like in, in my hometown, I, I grew up in a, a baseball town, like my, my area, my town where I lived, the surrounding towns was like a breeding ground for, for really great baseball players. And, you know, we had a, a, our little league was broken up into a couple different divisions, right? So I remember growing up, you play instructional baseball until you're whatever, eight or nine years old. And then you try out and there's called the majors and the minors. And I remember like, if you were good enough, you got to play in the majors. If you weren't good enough, you tried mm. out and you played in the minors. And I remember that being probably one of my first like smack in the face realities of not of knowing that I'm not great at something until I had to practice. So the first year I tried out, I didn't make majors. I made minors. And I had an absolute blast. Um my dad actually helped coach that year. Um, I had so much fun with all the all the, the the guys and girl on my team. And then the next year, I tried out again, and I got into majors, and I got to play in the majors, which is awesome. It was like a sense of of, of accomplishment. Sure. And then once you get beyond majors, it then breaks off from from the little league division off to a different league called we called it Babe Ruth. I, you, know, you guys probably have heard of Babe Ruth baseball yeah, yeah. Baseball series. Yeah. Um, you know, Westfield, where I grew up, I think we won. I forgot what year. We hosted it one year. We won, and it was in Vallejo, California. I remember, I'll never forget, like, we're all listening to the radio when it happened. This is probably in the 80s or 90s, Karen, it was. Um, but then again, you get to that, that crossroads where you try out for Babe Ruth, and you either make it, and if you don't make Babe Ruth, you go to a completely different league, and you play seniors, which is like, you know, the, the, the years above majors and minors, you play for seniors, which is a less competitive, um, less, and for lack of better words, a less talented league. But you get to drink beer. 
And that was no. and, and collect social security. I was sixteen at the time. I was not drinking beer and, and, and the senior tour. But yeah, so like, I, I but so I, I didn't make Babe Ruth. I wasn't good enough to make play Babe Ruth. Yeah, but I'm not I'm not competitive, but I made I made majors my first try. There you go. But but, but the thing is though but the thing is though, I mean, I, that, I, was, I, was, that was, I was ten. But that was that was that's the point I'm trying to make is that when I was growing up, we had those reality checks. Yeah. You know, like we had that that I mean, was I crushed as a kid and I didn't make it? Yeah. Yeah. I cried. I remember crying about it, not making majors. Mm-hmm. But what did, what did I do? Like my parents, my, my, my brother, first of all, was was much more talented than I was in playing baseball. He was actually a really good baseball player. Um, Younger or older? Older. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And, and I wasn't. So it skipped a generation. Yeah, totally did. <laughs> but but the thing is, though, is I had to learn how to deal with that. And I don't see that happening. Right now, mm-hmm. like I don't see that. Like I was crushed by it, but I my will, parents, I, my parents encouraged me. I got back up. I, I practiced. I played in that league, and I made it the next year. Right, and when I got to that league, it was de- determined was to go right towards the Babe Ruth or left towards the senior league. I didn't make it, but I was upset I didn't make it. But I had a blast playing the other the other other directions. So. See, I, th- I think like you, I I when I made it at ten, I was playing with eleven and twelve year olds, but I didn't play a lot. Right. Because because I was just a kid, I was just I was just the, I would have been better off staying in the minors, because I would have got I would have played I would have played every inning I would have played every you know, I was playing two or three innings a game I'm like oh, yeah. it's, and I was playing the outfield which sucked that would always be bored in the outfield because there's no one to talk to I'll tell you and, and it's so it, the parents are so important in this and I'll I've actually never spoken about this out loud until right now which is kind of crazy to me but like. Like I remember, like wanting to do it so badly because I remember my my mom and my dad loved watching my my older brother Jason play competitively baseball, and they loved watching me play as well. They loved watching us both play. Like, my mom was like a like a superhero, getting us to practices and helping us deliver papers so we could get to practice on time. And back when we actually had paper boys, um, but hey, like, hey, my pet boys. So I know. So but I, I, I remember you. like not making those those teams, but then my dad having an opportunity to coach. And I can tell you right now that those are probably the best memories that I have growing up with my dad when it was, he was able to spend his time coaching and having an absolute blast with me. And we won the championship uh, the year that my dad coached. And that my, was awesome. My least favorite times with my dad was he was my coach my first two years in Caps when I was eight and nine. And yeah. nobody, nobody knew more about baseball than my dad. I mean, he just, he just, he was just an encyclopedia of baseball. He just, he just knew it. But every, t- he just was so hard on me. And I, every time someone did something wrong, I would run the laps. I go, <laughs> I, I go, but I wasn't even there. But he didn't want, he, he was, he didn't want to punish the, he, he didn't feel, he feel right. You. He didn't want to punch the other, but I was in great shape. But he didn't want to punish the other kids. But I'd be like, I was, I was on the other side of the field. And so I was running. He was just. He just was very not hard on me, but he just he just was. I hate because he, he, he wasn't a he wasn't a he wasn't a tough he wasn't a violent dad. He was you know he wasn't one of those. Uh, gonna go home. My dad's my dad wouldn't talk to me. That was my that was what hurt me. My, mm-hmm. my dad would he, if he was yeah. mad at me he would because one time a few years later I wasn't happy with one of my coaches. I didn't go to practice. I screwed. I'm not going to practice. I'm not playing me enough. I was about shooting basketballs down the street. He came driving by and he knew I was supposed to be at practice and saw me. I went, uh oh. 
And they go, what, your dad's going to kick your ass? I go, no, he's not going to talk to me for a week. And he didn't didn't talk. He just went, he just looked at me. He goes, either you play, either you go to practice, you don't, I don't care if you're playing or not. Hmm. You you should be playing because it was just one of those things where, so that, that hurt me more than getting a beating would be like someone not talking to me. So, but that, but he was, he was, he was, he was a rough guy to play with the first two years of my life. Yeah. So uh, just quick question, uh, Chris. Your dad still coach? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> he, only, he, only, he only coached when I was playing. Okay. I kind of thought so, but, you know, he could have been recruited. Oh, you're great. You took him to the championship. <laughs> How'd you like to be an assistant coach with me? Going. I'll tell you, though, we, we, we were like the bad news bears. Like, no one – everyone, everyone – the, the, the original. The original. Well, actually <laughs> – let me tell you a fun story. Um, so we're playing. I was playing for the seniors. I'm trying. It, we're called. It was the Italian club. Was actually our was our was our team. So you know, how baseball like town baseball leagues are sponsored by local business. <laughs> Italian club. We were the Italian club. Very te- toxic and masculine. Yeah. We had so, salami. We had provolone. <laughs> so we're we're playing. We're playing this game, and then on on the other team, um, it was another um, situation in which the dad was coaching, and the um the the coach's son this kid was like you know six feet tall like just kind of like an oaf and <laughs> whatever and i remember he was um what what was it he, he was he was a catcher that's what it was he was a catcher and we had this we had this guy on our team who was smaller framed guy i can imagine he was probably the size of jack when he was 13 14 years old um or 11 90 pounds like this little 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 dude, right? And he was uh, a base runner, and the the opposing team's son who was the catcher. And I remember he put this tag on the kid that knocked him into next week, like unnecessary. Like there wasn't like a close play. He tagged him. And he just like tossed the kid. And I remember <laughs> my dad. I, I don't know if this is appropriate. If I should be outing my dad for telling me this, but I'm sitting there and I, I'm a base runner. Like the next inning, and I'm on third, and my dad's like. If you go into score, I want you to clean this kid out. <laughs> so, sure enough, I um, I was on third base, and it was a it was a um, it was a infield hit, and the play was at home, and uh, I totally knocked this kid on his ass. It was awesome. It was one of those things where, like, and I was out too. Like, it didn't matter. Like, I, I just totally took the, like the, this bully of a dude on the other team and just knocked him on his ass. I was out, unfortunately, and I actually got thrown out of the game. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> see, I, I learned I learned that from watching Pete Pete Rose play in the All Star yeah. game. Ray he took out Ray Fossey, which ruined his. Uh, it was a catcher for the Oakland A's. He ruined his career by just taking him out for no reason at all. So that became how I went. I actually, even though I was only 90 pounds, it's all about leverage and where you hit them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would do that all the time. I would just do it. I just, I, nobody had to tell me. I just did it. <laughs> I only did something like that once uh, in football my senior year. And they left me in, in the fourth quarter for some reason when we were like winning this game by like 50 something to three or something. And this freshman running back was like, I mean, the most arrogant a-hole I've ever met in my life. You know, just that kind of kid's like, I'm going to go play for Notre Dame. You know, I'm going to play for blah, blah, blah. You know, and he thought he sure was, you, you know, 14-year-old kid. He thought he was the best. And was, I, his, was his name Rudy? Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, I, I just named Notre Dame. But he was like, I'm going to play for Ohio State or something. And The 
I don't oh, know my. why. I guess because I was a tight end, they wanted me to have a. He wanted to have a good block. You know, were for you, him were, for were you tight end? I was a tight end. Yeah. Were you, was, were you tight end? Okay. <laughs> I mostly played defensive end, but for some reason they put me in a tight end. <laughs> I played tight end as well. And uh, basically, when they called the play, I knew he was getting the ball because they wanted him to get experience, and I hated him. I mean, I hated him more than anything. And so, as soon as the ball was snapped, I just stood straight up. I <laughs> didn't even move. <laughs> and because I was like, I'm going to let this guy get his clock cleaned, you know? And then sure enough, like, I think it was two plays I did that right in a row. And then sure enough, the coach was like, okay, you're coming out. <laughs> you know? like, yeah. You're done. Yeah. <laughs> My mom wouldn't let me play football. She said, uh, I was too fast and I would get the ball. <laughs> so she was afraid I'd get hurt. But baseball probably hurt me more in my life than anything else. I could run over a catcher, but I couldn't. I couldn't play football. Yeah. I asked oh. every single year, but no, no, no. One thing I was going to say, Chris, about like uh, the one exception to the rule, I think, with like weird things with baseball and making it. I I agree. Like that's the way it should be. Is that you know it motivates you by having tears to say like, mm-hmm. hey, like I want to be in that group. It's like karate. Like why you have different colored belts is because it motivates you. Like I want to be a black belt. I want to do that. You know. And it's up to you and what your skill will be. But when I played baseball, I don't know if Jay was this way, but I know him now. Like, he's very cerebral like I am. Like, you know, I like to think about strategy and like that. So I didn't understand baseball until I got probably right at the Babe Ruth level. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I always didn't understand. I was like, like I, I was that person that had the arm that could throw it from left field to first base. You know, right. but like I would get yelled at, like, why are you not hitting the cutoff man? I'm like, well why would I hit the cutoff man when I can just throw it to first? And no one ever properly taught me the, the game. Um, and so when I got to Babe Ruth, it was a much bigger deal. But because I grew up in the county versus the city, like it was a very much like city group, you know, so the coach of this particular team that I got drafted to, he only played the kids that he knew he was friends with, you know, like, Oh, like, you know, I'm Jack's boy. I'm gonna play Jack's boy. I'm gonna play Chris's boy. And he never played me ever. And I went to every practice. I did everything I was supposed to do, but he never played me. So finally I just like, you know, are you going to play me? And he said, no. And I was like, okay, well then I quit. Cause I just thought I wasn't good enough. And then two years later, uh, our baseball coach in high school said, you should try out. Like you're, you're, you're a pretty good athlete. You strap for the baseball team. And sure enough, I made the team. And he's like, why have you not been playing baseball? So I was like, well, I thought I wasn't any good. You know, and, and that's what I mean. Like he just because that one guy when I was probably twelve or eleven made me think like, oh, I, I suck. Right. So I mean, it, it's. I mean, so sometimes I agree with like everyone should have a chance to play rule. You know, even if they're not good or not. But then I also agree like you should earn where you're at for sure. Yeah, that's I, a, I that's just that's just a bad coach. Yeah, yeah, he was. I I had a not a great experience playing playing baseball um mainly mainly because there was a divorce happening at the same time yeah. and uh that kind of that kind of really messed with me especially especially my parents bringing people to the game and the relatives and it was almost kind of like there was its own Side drama show. yeah and then on top of it i wasn't great at hitting and uh so it's so the last game of the season. It's our championship game. And uh, I get I get up to bat, and I'm like – and I know the pitcher, too. I know him, you know, and I'm like, I, 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 I want to hit a ball off of him. You know, that would just make my day to hit this ball. You know, it's the – you know, my mom and my dad are there. My mom's – my soon-to-be stepdad is – you know, it's like – The scout for the Yankees. It, I know. It was a crap show. 
So <laughs> I step up and I hit the ball. Like, I mean, it was like the first time all season I had hit, you know, I'd hit it in practice, but in the game, you know, um, but here's the thing. I hit the ball off of my middle finger. And I mean, it was like a bunt, basically. Uh, and uh, where, where were you holding the bat? Um, where was it? Well, it doesn't matter. Okay. I hit the ball. I was out pretty quickly because I had kneeled over in pain. Meanwhile, first base coach is just you like, got, you got to suck. You got to suck it up. Not Matt. And I'm like, I lost all respect for you. <laughs> no, you're pain, dude. Like I, I remember I actually got hit in the hands swinging the bat, um, off of later end up being one of my good friends. But my my finger has been been crooked ever since. Oh wow! <laughs> I see that there. Nice. That definitely. I hit it off the fingernail, so I lost that fingernail that summer. The whole fingernail was. Black. So you couldn't you couldn't paint it. No, it was already painted. <laughs> it was painted. So there's um, a there's a picture of me at home. I don't. I wish I could find it or get mom to to send me a a Photoshop of it or something. It's from uh, Mr. Pringles. Nice. Yes. This is the Italian club baseball hat. Hey, can you make, can you come up with two photos because uh, we have two emails, so I want to make sure. So Matt has drawn for a lucky uh, winner today a uh, replica of the Italian club um, baseball cap, <laughs> <laughs> which I was texting. We're in our group chat as we're as we're doing the show, and, and Matt had asked earlier via text, he goes, were your shirts um, red checkered tablecloths? And I said, no, but we did have the our baseball cap to the logo of the Pringles guy, which it didn't, but the recreation has been made and, and well should have that's been. A, that's, actually, awesome that's, actually, that's a pretty cool hat. Like, I would actually buy that hat. Is that hat available anywhere? <laughs> Crazy Hank, what you got? Well, there you go. So for, for later in the show, we'll, we'll give that away. Sorry to interrupt. Oh, my God. There is oh, a no worries. We're gonna need another. We're gonna need another drawing. But go ahead, uh, Nick. Well, I was saying, like, I don't. I, I the, it's a, a picture someone took of me while I'm sitting in my dad's truck, and it has to be '93 or '94 because I'm wearing a Super Bowl hat of when the Bills played the Cowboys, and uh, couldn't been couldn't have been '94. Okay, or night. It's probably night. I'm young. I'm probably 11 or 12. So the somewhere Char- in it. the Chargers played in that Super Bowl. That's, what, that's okay. What, that's what I know. But I had got oh, wait, wait, wait. The San Diego. San Diego Chargers, but uh, I had gotten beamed by the baseball, and you can see the seams perfectly right around my eye. Where oh wow, oh, yeah, nice. like, you know, the huh. ball. I just remember looking at that picture, going like, "Geez, I really kept my eye on the ball on that one." Like, you know, just <laughs> well, yeah. you did, you did what you were told to. Yeah, just kept you know, I took one for the team. It was a free walk. I actually was that kid that liked getting getting hit. Sorry, oh, I, we lost you, Nick. I, I froze up there. I was like, I was saying, I actually liked being the kid that got hit by the ball in baseball because I was like, hey, I get a free base. Why not? <laughs> I, I learned it. I learned at a young age that because one time I was batting and I hit the catcher's glove, mm-hmm. and the umpire said, "I go, hey, 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 no, no, I hit his glove. I hit," and I knew that I was like nine or ten. I said, "That's catcher's interference," because I, you know, knowing my my dad had taught me everything. And the umpire goes, "Oh, you're right." So, <laughs> so what? I, so uh, what I would do is I would back at certain times that if I need to get on base, I would back up all the way. And I'd purposely hit the catcher's glove. So I hit, hit him in the and, and boom, and I'd go to first base. So nice. that happened to me the same year my dad was coaching. Um, and it happened twice in the same at bat. And the umpire called me out, which led to 
the second time that season that I got thrown out on the baseball game. <laughs> that's catching. That's catching interference. Man. I actually ended up getting a um, a formal apology from um, like they call them the commissioner, but it's, it's the guy who runs the league. <laughs> the, the, the guy who's sitting in the corner drinking the beer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I got I got a, an apology after the fact, but um, I, I argued it. And they they threw me out of the game for arguing the fact they hit the catcher's <laughs> mitt. Yeah, but that's 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 automatically uh, that's your get first base. Yeah, because my dad actually said he goes, "Are you doing that on purpose?" I go, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> what have I drove my son to? <laughs> yeah, I didn't care if I broke someone's hand. Well, you know when I first when I first started playing little league, they didn't have that helmet thing over the mask. You just turn mm. your cap. You just turn your cap around, right? Put the helmet on. And I was, I used to love to catch, and I was like, I think it was nine playing in caps. And I turned my head one time, and the ball hit me in the side of the head. I go, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but later on, I was always, I was like always the backup catcher because they had the full protection. So I did, I didn't mind that. But it explains a lot why I have some kind, of, maybe have some brain damage. <laughs> <laughs> Good times, though. Good times. Well, this has been an interesting ramble cast. Yeah, it has this been. Is, this yeah, is basically a sports talk. It's, it's a sports talk. With, <laughs> screw, with, screw Dean Spanos. <laughs> talked a lot about how to raise kids right, which is good. Right. Do it our way, and your kid will be perfect. So, Jack, did you say we had some emails? Oh, yeah, emails. Yeah. yeah. I did want to talk about real quick, though. Uh, sure. uh, uh, we finally fixed up my daughter's room. Because we have some family coming out this weekend, and my daughter's been out for like a year and a half, so it's been a storage room, and we've had all the stuff for like two years, other than the paint to fix this room up. So I'm up there, and my wife comes up and goes, "Do you want some help?" I go, "No." I'm like putting furniture together. It's like this little desk that she has. Of course, she wants to help me, and of course, that leads to a fight. Even though I said, "No, I don't want any help." She goes, well, I'm so surprised you're not here cussing and stuff like that. And I was tired. I was sore. And I was all this stuff. Anyway, I just, I just, I, I don't know if you guys have had the same issue. Nick, you're not married. But, but if, well, I, no, I, I, if, I, I, if I tell someone, no, I'm good. I don't need any help. That, no. I don't know how that translates into, okay, I'm going to help you. No, I can totally sympathize with my mom because, like, moving out to California or moving from Eastern California to West LA, like, you have everything boxed up. You're in me, like I want to do everything myself because I know where everything should go. And it'd be one of those moments where I'm loading my truck and I'm putting the heavy boxes at the bottom, and mom's like, I'm gonna help. And I'm like, No, no, I've got it. And then she'll take all the light boxes and put them on the bottom. So I'm like, Why did you put the light box on the bottom? The heavy one's gonna crush it. You know, like, why are you yelling at me? I'm like, Because you're doing it wrong. (laughs) You're braver than me. I could never yell at my mom. Yeah, I don't yell, but I let her know she'd kill me. Yeah, not to help. As like today, we I, nice gun, Mom. our toilet and our spare bathroom's been running. You know, not it just has that. So yeah, where's it going? It's it's going all over the place. But oh. you know, how, you know how the water keeps running, so it needs a new inner stuff like that. Oh yeah, so, the inner. So so, so so we go to Home Depot and it says complete set. Mm-hmm. I know complete what you're talking set. about. So I was working on that before we recorded. I I get out, I go wait, where's the handle? Was it the Flush King? Is that is that the brand? I, I don't know what it was. Oh. So anyway, I I go, I go where's the damn handle to the toilet? Because the other one's old, and, I, and you need that other piece that, you know, makes the water come up and all that different stuff. She goes, my wife goes, I go, well, damn, it doesn't come with it. Goes, well, you should have read that. I go, well, I stopped when it said complete set. 
complete set should mean it's everything that I need. So now I have to go to Home Depot tomorrow to get the little handle and a little thing that makes it go up. I hate, I, I hate messing with that Twitter crap. I hate I hate it too, but she was like going, you should have read it. But I did. It says complete set. Well, I mean, if you saw complete set, wouldn't you think it would have everything you need? It's false advertising. So I'm the dummy. I'm the, I'm the loser. Anyway, I just had to get that off my chest. And F you, Dean Spanos. Uh, <laughs> I, I will just commiserate with your your uh, you know spousal duties. You know, at, at some point on the weekend. You know, it's Sunday, and you know the game's on. I want to watch the game. You know, I just want to be inside. You know, but. Sometimes, I, I, sometimes the wife calls and and says, "Hey, you know, no, we're we're going outside. We're gonna cut down these limbs." And so she got this tree trimmer thing. It's like an extendable tree trimmer, mm-hmm. and it's 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 a little tricky, you know, to 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 figure it out. But you know, I've had a lot of uh, neck shoulder pain the last couple, so I'm reaching, and I'm a tall guy, and I'm reaching really up high, you know, getting these these really tall branches. But then there's a string attachment. And so she's doing the actual pulling of the string while I'm holding the pole. And it was a, it was a strange group effort where I just had to let her kind of help. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, at some point, because the branches, you know, as you're cutting them, the branches are coming down, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's, what, trying, ha- that's what happens. Yeah. And you're trying to Rally. get out of the way. And I, and I told her, I said, this is, this is a true metaphor of our, of, of marriage, not our marriage, but true metaphor of marriage. You're working together at something that could kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Which is you're right. It's marriage. Yeah. At any time it could kill you. I know. I actually watched my first game NFL game this week. Oh, the Chargers played in London and my wife's been bugging me about, she's trying to get me back into she basically said, look, you need to pick a team next year and we're going to support that team. And I said, well, what team she goes, she goes, what about Carolina? And I go, no, I can't stand their fans. And I, I apologize. You care, but you guys are obnoxious. You guys, you're the worst fans in the world. So I said, I go, look, I, I go, if I'm going to vote for root for anyone around here, I'd root for Baltimore because their fans were the coolest that we, we went there twice and they were literally the best fans in the world. If you listen to sports talk, three stupid guys, you've heard me say that. I go, but I don't know if I can do that because I still think the Chargers are going to move back to San Diego. I think so too. I, I still believe that even though the Titans should have beat them this week. Why, why, why were they going for two, Nick? Tie the game, going to overtime, you dominate. Ugh, anyway, but anyway, going to Spanos, the stupid owner of the Chargers. He spent $150 million on the move to go to L.A. so far. They've lowered the ticket prices going into the new stadium and because they can't sell the tickets. They're lo- they're, they've lowered their payroll – not their payroll, their operating budget because they're not making any money. So $150 million, right, do the math with me. The NFL was going to give them $300 million. So we're at $450 million now. I was told and, you no know math. And the move – Moving the team to LA is going to cost him six hundred fifty million, which he has to start paying next year. So, by my math, that's one point one. Wait, was that eight hundred and? They all add up to one hundred eight. Mm-hmm. Let's see, one fifty, four fifty, six hundred fifty. It's that's a that's a million and a half. That's one point one billion, right? Sounds Something good to that? me. Okay, the city was willing to give the Chargers the land that the current stadium is on. Mm-hmm. Has all the infrastructure. You, you're not telling me you could have you couldn't have built a stadium for 1.1 billion dollars on the current site and own the stadium and because the reason he moved to LA is he thought his team would double in value 
It didn't. It only went up 200 million, which was the same value it would have gone up as they were still in San Diego. And it's made the Rams look great. Yeah. Oh yeah. But if yeah. you own the stadium, what would the value of your team be then? All right, F you, Dean Spanos. That's all I gotta say. That's all. I, that's all I gotta say. <laughs> so that, I, that's what um, my boy uh, Robert Kraft did. Yeah, for 450 million. But what 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 was the logic there? You know what? Because his daddy was the rich guy. And he gave, and I'm not against people being handed stuff, you know, silver spoon crap. But when you don't know what you're doing and you screwed over loyal fans to move to a city that said, hey, don't move here. We yeah. don't want you. And you still move there? Anyway, that's all I got. But hopefully they'll move back. And I said, okay, if the Chargers move back, I'll root for the Chargers. But I guess we'll, we might be Baltimore fans next year. <laughs> that, that's all I got. So let me get these. I'd go with the Falcons, but that's me. The Falcons? Why the Falcons? They've been there and I didn't do that. I tried the Patriots and they screwed me over. So I don't know if I can do them again. (laughs) I'll tell Uh, you, we we literally have the worst defense ever. (laughs) I feel feel bad for you guys being competitive for 20 straight years. Shut up. Well, we still win. (laughs) I know. I'm just saying 20 straight years of of crap. All right, this email came in October 3rd of 2018. Oh, that's All not right, too bad. Hey, we're in the same month. Yeah, that's yeah, not exactly. bad. That's not bad. Yeah. That's pretty hey, good. Hey, and, and, and real quick, what is the email in case anybody else wants to email? Well, it's it's after – well, let me see. Um, I'll look it up in a second because oh, okay. they keep sending it to jandjacktv at gmail.com or jandjack. I don't know where they're I posted it in the show notes the one time that Nick was on vacay. I think so, it's a, I think it's after dark ramble after dark at gmail.com. I think, I, I think you're right. I'm I'm gonna look that up. You read the email. Okay. Uh, this was I was enjoying your ramble rambling and Nick began talking about peanuts and cotton no longer growing in his area. He sounded like he was on the right track when he started to say something about government and other corporations starts and then Jack. Interrupted him, <laughs> and the thread was lost. Now, are you sure it was me? You sure it was me? I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was Chris, but I'm, I'm just throwing. See, I, I get the bad rap of cutting people off, and I am nowhere near the most uh, egregious now, offender. If, if, if you if you listen to the beginning of this podcast, you, you, everyone's going to disagree with you, Chris. <laughs> It is ramblecast after dark at gmail.com. That is the email if you want to send it to us. And and now Matt's interrupting all of us. I do remember that I remember that talking. I don't remember what the point was. But I, I do I, I do a but don't I say hey, I'm sorry first. Don't I say ah, whatever, it doesn't matter. I almost died podcasting. I think I should get a little bit something there. So I the email say. so the email is bitter that you interrupted me. So I, mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I like this email. It's a good email. Yeah, whatever. When Nick started again, he said that after World War II, we started growing soy. It's true. Soybeans. Mm-hmm. So much because the demand of for this was in Asia and other places. So most countries just grow corn and soybeans. I would have to say that growing all corn and soy doesn't have anything to do with demand, as Matt says. Oh, so Matt was right here, I guess. It's a very controlled market. The government and corporations decide what is grown, and then they try to find money-making schemes, such as evil high frotus corn syrup. That it is. And to get rid of the surplus, animals are forced to feed corn and soy diet that is unhealthy for them 
and they should never be eating. It's almost like people are being force fed corn and soy because the food system is so flooded with it. Yeah. I quit eating most. If I look, I look now at the labels, if it has high fructose corn syrup, I don't eat it. Like I quit eating rich crackers, which I love rich crackers. I quit eating them because of that reason. Before I took the 23 and me, I used to call corn maize. But now well, I just call it. But now I have to call it corn. You do because yeah, you're you're more English than, than yeah. Well, I'm just I'm like Elizabeth Warren. I'm just yeah. I'm just I should call it corn. Uh, uh, moon bat. <laughs> she is such a moon bat. <laughs> I'm sorry I had to say that because oh, anyway, goodness. I'm I'm more Indian than she is, but that's okay. Everybody's more Indian than she is. <laughs> that was the stupidest. She's she's an idiot. She's an I, idiot. I, I she basically I, I, blew her chances of. She blew her chances in the beginning because she lied. I mean, not the lie, but because we all, because we're all taught. I mean, we're all from the time I was born. I was told, "Oh yeah, you're Cherokee. You're Cherokee. You got your." And then when I got the twenty-three of me, I was like, "Wait, I'm just white. What what the hell?" Even if even if my parents had told me, "Oh, you're we're part Native American," I would have just been like, "Yeah, whatever." Like 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 Elizabeth Warren stands for a lot of good things, but she shoots herself in the foot when she opens her mouth with over stupid, stupid things. This thing being one of them. Yeah, and I hate to get political, but I I I thought it was a funny joke. She gives (laughs) she gives liberals a bad name. Liberals a bad name. Okay, where was I? Was uh, if you're interested. Okay, go ahead. Who's Uh, email by? Well, Nick just interrupted me. Emailer. Well, I wanted to know who the email was about. I wasn't sure if you're. Well, I'm not. Yeah, if you let me, now I lost my train of thought. Uh, if you're interested in studying in the history, a good start is Roosevelt's New Deal and Nixon era of corn policy. Keep up the great rambling and interrupting five stars. <laughs> There's an entertaining documentary titled King Corn. Here's a PDF with some of the corn facts behind King Corn. Jeff, 750 miles outside of Raleigh. So what does Jeff win, Matt? Uh, well, I, I guess... I mean, it seems corny, but I guess I mean just because I have it done already, you get the you get the uh, you get uh, this hat. Drawing. The Pringle, the Pringles, yeah, hat. the Pringles, the Pringles, Pringles hat. hat. The uh, the Chris's uh, walk down down memory lane hat. I mean, so. it, it, it should it's it's potato based though. It should be corn or soy. I realize, and if you'd like me to, I can draw up. Well, uh, doesn't Pringle have doesn't Pringles have corn chips? Do they? Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if there is really any connection. You know, I've been uh, trying to draw a I, second I, I, drawing. So I, I, used I, to call, I used to call them maze chips. But <laughs> were, 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 were you uh, were you jealous, Jack, when I was in Iceland that uh, I found original Doritos? Yes. Oh, you found the original Doritos. You found them. Well, they were they were. Chips. Oh, I, I remember. You I commented on them. No, yeah, I, rem- I remember. I remember that now. Yes, yeah, I, I told you I was a catcher and got hit in the head with a ball. Yeah, first plane out. Because uh, yeah, I mean that's all they were. They were just plain, lightly salted Dorito chips. That's all they were. I remember that. Mm-hmm. And you and, and you brought some back for me. No. All right. Sorry. Anyway, we got a second email. This, this one was dated. Uh, July thirty first. Oh wow, that's more accurate. Yeah, that's that's good ramble casting right there. Hi, hey guys. First off, I can hear Harvey Corman scream. It's Headley. So we must have been saying a uh, Headley Lamar from Blazing Saddles. Yeah. Uh, oh right, right. Headley Lamar. Yeah, so, were we all were we all saying it wrong? I I don't. I just watched the 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 show, the movie. I I don't think I. But I don't know. Who knows? I probably said it wrong. Yeah. I didn't get a wrong from that guy. 
Uh, let's see. <laughs> Secondly, I'm sorry, Nick, that you will be the other guy to Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I will buy you a round of beer next time I see you to make up for uh, make it up to you. I'll let you know if I'm headed up to LA and HB and have some great spots if you're ever down this way. Uh, probably Huntington Beach, I guess, right? Yeah, Huntington Beach. Beach. Mm-hmm. Uh, had to explain that to those the guy from Indiana and, and Massachusetts. I'm sure they didn't know what HB was. Huh? HB? Uh, I've got an HB printer. <laughs> Hewlett Backard. Hewlett Bought it off the street. Works great. Yeah. If you can't get the Ramblecast session at Comic Con going, remember I was talking about doing that. We should. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it in there so we can get it. Uh, maybe set up an offsite show for nearby breweries. Oh, that would be nice. And create a theme uh, pop up. If Taco, Actually- go ahead. I'm sorry, Nick, just interrupted me. Well, that, there is a brewery, though, right there next to the, um, the Padre Stadium, uh, Petco, and I know that they've done a couple podcasts there in the past, if you can get the spot, and so you can well, do a live one right can, there. Can, uh, are Nick and Chris going to uh, uh, Nick and Chris, are Matt and Chris going to make it out next year? That's, that's, a hard, that's a hard one, guys. You know, you know, uh, mainly just because July is is kind of uh is the last month of, of vacation for for us um before heading in and so june and july are very present precious well, you, months your, for your, your family doesn't want to go to san diego uh oh i gotta bring you, you, them with you, me you, you just, know how you know how many people like to go to san diego have you ever have you ever been to san diego um no no okay. I don't i've been to la I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say that Chris is going to say no as well because he'll have a three-month-old at the time. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> um, but you can just prop up an iPad at the desk, and I'll do it via <laughs> FaceTime. <laughs> I'll, I'll make a facsimile drawing to send. You know, there so. you go. Uh, if, ta- if Taco Bell can have uh, get a huge line for his Demolition Man pop up, maybe you can set up an own, maybe we can set up an Owen Brew's barbecue stand. Except get Matt to let you know when. And where it is. <laughs> I'd like to know when and where it is. I guess Shandy will be coming down for that one. Uh, looking forward to more entertaining episodes. I believe to you uh, <laughs> the makeup for Paul and Stride and turn it into a very funny story. Keep up the great work, Eric. So what does Eric win, Matt? The Unabomber drawing? Uh, Eric, well, I don't have a Unabomber drawing. Who was um, that in the glasses? What, that, that, was, that was just me working on a self-portrait. So, oh, that was you? Oh, okay. Yeah. Why? So, so, <laughs> uh, what if we, what if we, uh, the Unabomber me? Maybe I, Eric would like a self portrait of Matt. I'd actually put both of these together and it's me wearing a hat. <laughs> exactly. So, um, something like that. Anyway, I, you know, because we've been talking about nail polish, I've been practicing nails for, for a while here. But they, they just didn't, you know, I just really didn't like kind of how some of the hands were. <laughs> this is probably my first one. Uh, it's basically, I don't candy, know what, it's basically candy corn. You know. yeah. I, like, I, actually, I actually like that one. Oh, it's you kind of, do. It's you like, like this a one. sex toy. Just don't get any paper cuts. <laughs> I, I don't know what it's holding on to. A stress, a stress ball? I hadn't, Squeeze you it. know, I hadn't finished this out, but, you know, I could I could turn that you into know, the people, Pringles guy. People gosh. love their drawings because they keep posting them on fa- our patrons. Yeah. I love it. I think it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. 
I appreciate it as well, and and it's just uh, something fun that I get to do uh, to the li- you know to the listeners. I get to do it to the listeners. <laughs> I get to do it to the listeners. Yeah, no, man. <laughs> I just like to share in in uh, the drawings with with the listeners. It's it's fun, and I appreciate everybody that posts them. Um, it's it's something fun that I can I can share in. Not to uh, not to be a jerk, but I did warn you ahead of time that we'd need to. I just keep waiting for a request to, to do okay. like something like the hokey pokey ACDC style, you know, like, you know, you put the left foot in. Something weird. Well, why don't we do That's that next week? Good. You're not here next week, Chris, right? Correct. Because we got JP and JP has a, uh, some, an update on the electrical bill. For Mr. Lee, oh, yes. he gave me the update. I'll yeah, I, 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 I almost almost passed out when I. But, but you'll get the update next yeah. week from. Tune uh, in next week for an incredible end to that. Oh story. my god! <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. I'm I'm very excited about uh, uh, having JP back on the show and 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 learning more about Mr. Lee. So Mr. Mr. Lee is pissed. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, yeah. he doesn't have to pay it, I guess. So, no, the Ma Bell or whoever it is, or whatever electric company you're using is was was pretty pissed. Ma, Ma P is going to be because uh, she, she's going to have to pay it. <laughs> so, so listen up for the uh, yeah the follow up to JP's story. And if you have any emails, again, I, I mentioned the uh, email earlier, and I do um, I do check it like every other day now because I don't want to be. That guy that doesn't check the emails. So if you send in an email or you give us a review, I'll I'll try to do a drawing during the show. As fast hey, did as we I get? Can. I'm so, checking that right now. I was going to say, do we get any reviews? Because then Matt would have to get more. more oh man, geez, so, you know, <laughs> we haven't gotten any in a while. I can't so. I can't promise that they're all great, but uh, or that you're going to oh. love the one that you get. So I think people. I don't um, think anyone's complained so far. All right, here I did an update to the nail drawing, and now it is oh, grabbing. That is, that is beautiful. I like that. Mr. Man with yeah, I like yeah. it. So no. that's that's to Eric, and the the first one's to uh, Jeff, right? Is it Jeff? Jeff and Eric. Uh, oddly enough, the names of my cousins. Hmm. So. Now we haven't gotten it. Last review was September twentieth by Drake, our celebrity, oh. our celebrity uh, endorsement. Yeah. It just says I like Matt. Yeah, and Drake, if you do not get your drawing, if somehow it got lost in that South Carolina, um, you know, mail system, you you know, you just let me know. He probably rolled it up and put something in it. Yeah, well, it's that'd be nuts. Ran out of papers. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right, I'll send an email to Eric and Jeff saying, "Hey, we need your address." Yes. All right. Of course, Eric is probably going, "What?" (laughs) <laughs> what, how many months ago? <laughs> October third, though, like that's not bad, though. That's yeah, not, that's, that's within the month, and, and yeah, we I, will get better at at, uh, at reading yeah, those emails. Yeah, out. we're there. I can't play phone calls yet because I I don't have a mixer anymore. <laughs> also, also, I wanted to give a shout out to um, Joanne with the plan. I know she had asked us to watch Nanette. I have not watched it yet. It is on my 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 radar as as a something that I need to watch. But I've been. Thick in the middle of Daredevil, trying to get through that, um, enjoying I, it. So I finished Man in the High Castle. Yeah, I just started it. You know, yeah, I finished it as well. Very, very well, good. hopefully, when uh, Chris comes back, maybe Chris, Nick, and uh, Jack, and and maybe I'll put it on my docket to watch Man in High Castle. Maybe we can. Have we you watched any of it yet? I watched the first episode, but that show puts me to sleep. 
for some reason. The first, so. I mean, the first season I think is very good, but yeah, it takes a second to get into, and yeah. then it's good. And then season two is not as good as season one, but it still is. And then I don't Solid. know. About, I like season two. I don't. Yeah. I don't know about the the third yet. <laughs> season three was excellent. I Great. loved Great. season three. I, I was okay with season two. I mean, it wasn't the best, but it it it's. I don't think it's as bad as a lot of people say. Well, I was we'll, season we'll three got on Netflix I was a bit confused with this first episode back because it's been over a year and a half since I watched it. Yeah, it did I take did, me a while to catch up. I didn't remember um, there being an element of two dimensions, but Spoiler. what? Uh, yeah. Wow. Okay. Spoiler! It's not really a spoiler. It's kind of the basis of the entire show. Yeah. <laughs> and, and now you think people wonder why we interrupt Nick. Hey. <laughs> it's a debate show. Come on. What, what, I did, what I did think was interesting is uh, how they've introduced J. Edgar Hoover to see. Yes. I gotten there yet. So. Well, you know, it took me a while to realize that's yep. who it was in this thing. I'm like, going, they kept mentioning him. I go, oh, wait a minute. That's who it is. I, I I didn't get it until there's one scene. You're like, oh, yeah, oh, yes, oh, that's, yes, that's, that's that. I'm like, that's, that was that, cool how they did that. And, and they kept, and they kept saying his name, but it wasn't clicking with me. Huh, okay. It's the same as with episode one at the, at the very end when the 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 America Fuhrer or whatever comes in, you know, uh, dedicates to the, the the sun, you know, dedicates that thing to the sun. He's a Rockefeller. And I, you know, because the Rockefellers were sympathetic to the Nazis. through that first episode. The Rockefeller, I mean, I was like, that's so brilliant because the Rockefellers were sympathetic to the Nazi Germany. As like, so it makes total sense that they would be on top of ruling class of America if not mm. trying to take it over. I was like, wow, I was like, that's really smart. So it's a smart show. Yeah. Well, it, let's. Um, I don't know. I, I know I have a lot more to catch up. Um, well, you have time because because Chris isn't here next week. Right. So, and and I'm going to finish this Daredevil, but Joanne, I will try to also get to Nanette so I can. Yeah, I keep forgetting Nanette is on my is on my list of things to do. I might have to watch that on my flight. Flights. Flights, flights. You don't have a direct flight. I do actually. I'm flying JetBlue direct. Oh, Jet nice. They get a good deal going. Yeah. yeah. I didn't pay for it. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, that's right. even better. Yep. Were you well, muting your were you muting your train there? Uh, I was. Matt? I was muting the train. I and, wasn't uh, sure who the train was, but <laughs> it was me. It was don't don't, don't be loud. ashamed of it. You know, I let the sirens blare. Come on. Pedico junction. Let it all hang out. Some you people guys, some people have even made a drinking game out of it that it, you know, you have to chug <laughs> for as long as you hear the siren. I haven't and, heard and, I haven't I haven't heard a siren today. You should embrace it, seeing as you know, locomotives were invented in your state in Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys ever seen Pedego Junction? No. No? No, but on a serious note, I'm going There's to. There's a little hotel. I'm going to have to. Shady myself. all over myself. Actually. I, I think we're all right now. I think we're wrapped up. You really? Oh, yeah. no, one, no one has seen Pedego Junction with me? Yeah. I know the show. Yeah. Every time. It's, it's another Ron White joke. Every time I hear Pedego Junction, I think of Ron White because same thing was it. You know, if you never heard that bit, he's like, I was doing a stand up show, and he goes, Usually, you can just see the first row, and this woman's sitting there, and I can see the slip of her dress or her underwear. And I go, Miss, could you close your legs? She goes, I can see your underwear. She goes, It's not my underwear, it's a petticoat. And he goes, Well, I can see the junction. Petticoat junction. It's a great theme song, anyway. 
That's all I got. Uh, is that it? We're done? Yeah, we're done. Sure. So if you shop Amazon, right? Yes. Anybody, Matt, you usually take care of this one. I do, yeah, because I've been I've been shopping my Halloween uh, outfit. Hopefully, I'll, I'll post some pictures. Uh, my whole family's going uh, Star Wars themed uh, this this season. So my son is going to be an X-wing pilot. Um, my daughter loves Ahsoka. She's going as Ahsoka, and um, I myself, I'm a Han Solo fan. So got the belt. It was you know the holster feels weird being a no one's going no one's going to pumpkin spice. <laughs> yeah. I've got some spice that I'm smuggling. No, pumpkin spice. It is on solo season. What's Shandy uh, going as? Shandy? That's not my wife. My oh, wife, though, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, is you. going to go as, as Princess Leia <laughs> from Endor. She's got the green poncho, put her outfit together pretty quickly. And even our dog, Baxter, is going as Chewbacca. You're taking a chance letting Baxter out? Well, he was going to be on a leash, so okay, all right. We are taking a chance because we have lost that dog a couple times. <laughs> but Ran- random, random theory. Did you guys read that article about how Leia got her dress in from the Ewoks? In I did. Yeah, I thought it was a bit kind of clickbait material. Really, it, I was, just it was. Like, you're really was reaching like, here. Like, yeah, okay, maybe they killed some. Poor bastard, and they, you know, <laughs> whatever. I like the idea that it could relate to their religion with C3PO, you know, like the first sign is a oh, princess will show up, and the second sign is a golden god will come from the sky. Ooh. And the third is the giant moon will explode. I don't know. Who knows? So, <laughs> yub nub. I- I'm convinced. Nub nub. Uh, yeah. Yup, nub. I'll see you guys nub, nub, next nub. week. But you never, you, never, you never talked about the or the Amazon where they could shop. No, I didn't. I guess I didn't. Uh, yeah, it's shop Amazon slash jandjack.com. I think that's the affiliate link. Because so. everything will helps, it's, and it's it's, right before, it's getting towards Christmas season. But oh yeah, there's Christmas stuff. season too. Yeah. And, and so, you're gonna you're gonna buy presents anyway, right? But just to reiterate, it's actually Amazon.com slash J and Jack. Although you. I don't know how many episodes we're in now, Colleen can probably remind us of that, but we still can't get it right. I or do the- tell I do tell people to go to jjack.com because it's right there. <laughs> I do have a shortcut on <laughs> my make sure you go to Google.com and do a search for Amazon. Why? Why is it? No, why are, why are, I don't know why our Amazon numbers drop every month. <laughs> first, <laughs> first, <it's> <laughs> first, go to Google and Google J and Jack to get to J and Jack dot com to hit Amazon slash J and Jack. Oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, if you if you want to become a patron, <laughs> just go to J and Jack dot com to become a patron. <laughs> It's the easiest way to do it because I can give you the information, but you'll probably spend an hour trying to figure it out. That stupid bastard told me it was this, and I can't find it. <laughs> Screw it! I'm gonna go be a patron on something else. But you become a patron and all that stuff. And uh, I, you know, we like to thank five patrons at this time. We thank all our patrons. We thank them all. Uh, Tack from Tokyo, Eckhart Richter, Glafelter, Ed, the letter carrier, Maggie Magnificent, and Joanne. With the isn't she in like a Tokyo somewhere right now? Yes. Yes. I mean, it's just um, so Joanne with a plan. Have fun while you're in Tokyo. That's all I got. Hasta luego. And goodbye. See ya. Great shot, kid. That's one in a million. Great shot. That's not how it goes. What Han would, it's what Han would say. Uh, hey, great, great kid. Let's blow this thing. Go home. No, yeah, he, would go. Say, he would say, great kid, don't get cocky.
Almost there. Don't get, don't get fantasy. <laughs> Almost there. <laughs> Torpedoes away. <laughs> Bye. Oh.